Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Let the Record Show. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and follow us on SoundCloud at LTRS Podcast. Um, yeah, let's get started. I'm going to shoot over to you, Chanello. <laughs> Do our lovely introduction because today we have a guest. Yes, super excited. This is someone she knows. I've told her this that I admire because she has such a wonderful and like soft. You know how some people just have that motherly, caring spirit. It was like love at first. Yeah, love at first sight type of spirit. So welcome to our show today, Amina Sally. Who am I saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> from, um, <laughs> from that honesty thing um so we're just gonna go over kind of go right into it so you know amina you want to talk about how we met or i forgot how we met I, I always go back to that one location that one little poultry slam spot we used to go to in oakland mm-hmm. through your sister oh, yeah. i'm sure that's i think that's what we really bonded but i'm sure we've seen each other prior to that so where was the first time you met us i don't know your first memory, I guess. Well, one, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm super happy to be here, so thank you. <laughs> uh, and I would say I was thinking about that. Like, I remember us bonding definitely at, you know, the open, open mic night. Um, and pr- it had to be either, like, a college event because, you know, you and my sister, you guys and my sisters were, were friends before we had met. So I'm like, I can't remember exactly when, but I'm sure it had to be some sort of college event or some sort of low-key party that I've seen you guys before. But the bonding that happened, you know, poetry slam. I mean, that's like I said, that's my memory. David, you have better memory than me. Is that like, I feel like. Yeah, it's like you was just there and then it was just. (laughs) Oh yeah, girl. Hey, and then you know we was all just kicking it and stuff. Um. So, um, <laughs> you want to talk a little bit about your honesty project and what that means to you? Um, I know on your on your website that's thehonestything.com. Um, or that honesty thing. Sorry, dot com. Am I saying that right? Mhm. Okay. That honesty. <laughs> Um, you talked a little bit about like, why you started it, but for those, you know, who are new and probably may not have internet and just, <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. but you know, explain why you started it, what made, you know, what got you to doing this passionate work of yours? Yeah, so it really started, um, when I was in college and someone had just asked, you know, like, how was I doing? And I gave the general response of, you know, I'm fine, I'm good. And I don't know what it was about that day, but I went to my friend. We, you know, I was in the college dorm, so I went to her dorm. And I was just like, you know, when people ask, how are you doing? I'm like, why don't we ever tell them how we're doing? And that day, I was not doing good. Um, I had cramps. I wasn't feeling too great. I was probably behind on my college work. I was working. I was stressed. But I didn't say that. And so from that moment on, we just kind of, you know, that's run into its own conversation about how often we lie on a daily basis, how many small, you know, lies we tell. Someone asks you, oh, do I look nice in this? We lie because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And it just made me think, like, we're all, we're all liars and I don't want to be a liar. <laughs> so what can I do moving forward to, to fix that? And what are we all afraid of um, 
when when we're lying in that way, even though it's small, but, but what is that about? So nothing happened from that conversation. I was probably, I think I was a junior in college. And um, just one day, you know, that thought, it, it just really stayed with me. And as I practice on my own to tell the truth, you know, at work, to friends and things of that nature, I was just like, I wonder what it would be like if everyone knew about this journey or if I asked other people to do the same thing, like what kind of environment and community can we build when we're just being honest, you know? And um, by doing that, I became a happier person. And that's kind of the, the overall end goal, just to end the shame of, of holding these secrets to telling these lies and like being you. And in that way, you know, reaching happiness. So that's the... <laughs> no, that was good because you also talked about like how you came up with that name. You you originally wanted to call it the conversation, and then you said when you were looking, everyone had that name. So I I I was like, actually, that's better. The that honesty thing is better than the conversation because that's so vague. Where the conversation can be a part of that honesty thing, right? So I thought that was cool, and even like going on there and. Um, looking at some of the interviews you do with people, one of my so one of my favorite interviews. A lot of, I mean, I like the videos, of course, right? The first one, and I told you this, my favorite um, video that you had was the one where you're like talking about your insecurities, and you were saying how you used to be so insecure of your eyes, you used to be so insecure of your hair, and I'm like, girl. First of all, I was looking, and then while you're telling that, I'm looking at your eyes because I guess you had put on, um, well, of course, but you had makeup on. And you had mascara, not mascara, eyeliner. I was like, oh, look at how her eyeliner is like really nice and how her eyes pop. And so as you're saying this, I'm looking at all these traits that you didn't like. And I'm like, damn, and her hair is like super bomb. And even when you were talking about <laughs> your natural hair regimen, you're like, you know, people get, no, things that you don't like about natural hair. And I was like, oh, this is good. So you're like, yeah, people get mad at me because I don't have no magic, you know, concoction of how to do my hair. And you're like, I just put conditioner and gel. I'm like, okay, well, some of us don't have that. Right. <laughs> Texture. You know? <laughs> so I was like, dang, like, this is really cool. But it's still cool because, especially with the insecurity video that you had, I was like, that's, it, it's so awesome to see someone talk about what their insecurities are and a stranger looking and being like, oh, my God, I, just, I wish I had that. I wish I had your hair. Your eyes are beautiful. I like those type of eyes, actually. You know what I mean? Like. So it's, it's just interesting, but, and then um, you ask someone, like, what was their hardest thing about being, I think you were asking people, um, what was, like, yeah, and my favorite conversation that you had was with this bodega owner, and he was like, you know, come back next time, and I was like, that's such a foreigner's answer <laughs> to be like, come back next time because I'm not about to open up to your stranger ass like we don't even do psychologists or psychiatrists so I don't even know you I don't even open up to my wife and here's some black girl come up in this bodega spot asking me what's the hardest thing for me to be honest about so anyways I just really I enjoy it but if you, you know I guess for me is what would be your favorite um conversation that you have or maybe your favorite video thank you um I think man the first one, the insecurities video, that was the hardest one to do because I've been sitting on that. At that time, I probably had this idea going for, if not a year, close to a year. And that day, like I came back from work 
I didn't do much. I think I had on whatever I wore to work is what I had on. So I think I did have on some mascara. I don't even think I was filling in my eyebrows yet. Like I, I wasn't, I don't even think my shirt was fully clean. It was a white shirt <laughs> and I was just like, just do it. And so it's my favorite video only because I finally just let that go. And like, I didn't want to initially talk about, um, my insecurities, like my real insecurities, because, you know, when, when you let people know these things, there's room for people to take advantage and right. kind of pick on those things about you. So it was kind of a marker of my, uh, uh courage. So I, I just felt like, okay, I'm ready. Like, no matter what comes after this, I'm, I'm good. Like, I love myself enough to, to go ahead and do it. So that was fun. And then my, my second favorite is probably um, some things about love. So I took a solo trip to uh, London, Barcelona, and Paris. And that was the first time I went and asked other people questions. So that was, you know, another first for me. And it was just such a good experience to go by myself and to meet so many people. And people were so nice. Like the, there were two guys in there and they were like, when you upload this, we're going to share it with everyone. <laughs> and they were just so sweet and so open. And I wasn't expecting so many people to really actually answer my question, and, you know, interrupt their day to answer. And um, that was probably the hardest editing that I had to do at the time. Um, so that, that, that's my second favorite. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I was like solo dolo. Damn, how do you just go on a trip like that to here? I everyone keeps telling me to do it who have done it, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not doing it because I'm too nervous. No, you should. You can go. I would recommend you know go somewhere where they are you know an English speaking country. Like I went to um, Barbados first, the first time by myself. So go to like any like island or anywhere where they are speaking English. I went to. Um, Europe because my Spanish is decent enough to get by. So I was like, if anything happens, like I could save myself. London, you know, they speak English, and then um, in Paris, they understand Spanish better than English. So it was, it was cool to go there too. So anywhere where you're familiar with the language, you should go. And people love when when, when folks go solo. They're so nice. They give you free things, free food. Damn. You oh, that's good. So. Yeah, you get the hook up as a solo person. <laughs> I know, I see. Clearly, you like wait free things. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this. So, like, um, how do you how do you see you know that honesty thing or that honesty project growing? What is your end goal, and what do you you know want out of it? So. Really, it's a. I want it to be a, a community journey. I want to create a space, a platform where people can muster up the courage to be honest with themselves, with each other. I want people to also see other people's journeys. So there are kind of three aspects of that honesty thing. One is my personal journey with honesty. The other is um, a lot of like random people just on the street, just a general perspective of how people are dealing with honesty. And then the third is via interviews, which is new. And um, I like to interview up-and-coming artists, entrepreneurs, or people who are, you know, just about there um, to to highlight the struggle points of their journey, because I feel like we're, we're bombarded with just success and what that looks like, and we don't know that, you know, that it, it took this person 10 years to get to where they are, or they were denied X amount of times, or they, they'd have made a movie, and then last minute, it was canceled. So, in sharing the truth about your story, and where you are, and where you're going, 
Um, I just want to create a community where, where we're just honest about that, where that becomes the norm. And I just feel like you turn on the TV, it's fake butt, fake boobs, fake everything. And we kind of just lose sight of what it is to be honest. And, you know, how can you be happy when you're, when you're lying about who you are? So long term, we had a large community where that is just the norm. And where we're all on that same path, accepting and open to being honest. Mm, I like that. Yes. You know, I was not to answer that to be <laughs> real because <laughs> there's so much to it. And I'm like, dang, I practice this, practice this almost every day. Like, what, what is the point? So I, I'm glad that came out okay. <laughs> nice. Don't be nervous, girl. Don't be Don't nervous, girl. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah, no, that, that's honest. That's, that's honest. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so um, I really want to highlight one, um, two of the things on your site before we go on to discuss our hot topics of the night. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things that I thought was cool was you have a for the good-hearted section where you kind of encourage people to put together um, like a goodie bag or a care package for people and to just go around where you're in New York and you know go around and just give it to people who they feel that are need. So I thought that was cool and at first it was so funny because um you had pictures of like a pringle <laughs> it turned out to be a pringles but at the top it looked it says like something the jam and i was like oh what hair product she giving to people I was like, oh, <laughs> and i was like oh girl pringles i was like okay never <laughs> it was so funny because i was like oh wow that's so awesome she's like giving out hair products you know with her hair regimen that she talked about <laughs> that's a good one. I should put that in there. People need hair products. Black people will probably be in homeless sections and don't get those products either. Right. Yeah, you thank you. I will include that in the next one. I'm not even playing. That's yeah, that's smart. <laughs> but I thought that was cool because I, I was like, you know, I'm hoping that and this is you know, I'm hoping that maybe like if people are doing their care packages or if you get people to since you say you want it to be a community thing. If they're doing care packages in their town, they can post, like, things that they're putting together. And you can, like, repost on your Instagram, which is also that honesty thing, you know, and things like that. So I thought that was cool. And then the other thing, which I was actually going to buy a beanie because I thought that beanie quote was so awesome, but it's out of stock or whatever. <laughs> but I will when it's back up um, on the side. But you have... Um, I love the beanie. Um, love is my tribe. Truth is my language. And I thought that was so cool because you're yeah. Nigerian. I am. And you're from, what tribe are you from? I'm Yoruba. Oh, you are really? Yes, yes. Okay. Our parents are, you know, they're they're basically by blood we are Yoruba, but they were raised in the north. So, there's a okay. little, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? I thought you were... Um, one of our mutual friends is tribe. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You your website. She's, she actually, I forget what she is. She's in But she's from the north too, but no. Yeah, so anyways, but I'm Ebo. <laughs> so I thought that was cool where it's like, you know, um, what is, hold on, I gotta pull it back up again, but it's basically love is my tribe, truth is my language, which again, that represents what you're going for, but for people who come from um, being very strong, prideful in their own tribes, because my dad is Evo, and my mom is Benin, that's wow. just so awesome, because again, that's a community thing, that's a, you know, we're coming together, so that's why, you know, I'm hoping that you get more beanies back on the site, so I can get mine, you know, and rock it, 
Yeah, more. I'm going to get more. What happened was, it says out of stock. I didn't sell them. I gave them away. But I had just ordered five of them because, you know, this costs money. So I wanted to see, is there an interest? <laughs> Do people like this? Are people going to ask for it? You know, eventually when I'm making money like that, I'll, I'll have them up all the time. But um, I also wanted to redesign them, too, because I made that design on my, what what is that called? Word? Microsoft Word? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, let me make that a little more professional before I sell it for charge. But when it's up, believe me, you got it. But I love it because, and where did you, what made you come up with that quote or what made you call it that? So, because, you know, clearly I'm Nigerian, I'm African, so tribe, native language, all of those things are, you know, just a part of who I am. So to combine everything, you know, I just felt like that would be a good phrase. And then my friend who actually just texted me right now, one day we were at dinner, we were at Buka, that's a restaurant in Brooklyn, a Nigerian restaurant. And he was just like, what is your tribe and what does that mean to you? And I thought he was asking like what my tribe was in terms of my, you know, ethnicity being Europe. And he was like, no, I meant like your friends. Like, what do you classify your friends as? How do you, you know, describe them? And he was telling me like, you know, we're Afrocentric, you know, we're knowledgeable, we're X, Y, and Z. And I was like, huh, I would say, you know, my tribe is love. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, we have... You know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a, a wide range of what we do and what we believe in, what we stand for. And I was like, yeah, I would just say love. And so I think that's really where that, that first part came from, my uh, love is my tribe. And then I was like, okay, I wanted something else about truth or honesty because clearly, you know, that's my website. So like, how do I incorporate that? And I was like, okay, tribe, native language, truth, you know, just came in. Look, I've been like my tribe. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I'm Evo, and that's it. <laughs> right. And I'm like American tribe. I don't know. Russian <laughs> tribe. I don't know. I just that's so good though. But okay, so um, I guess we can you know kick it off now. So this is where we start talking about the hot topics and stuff like that, and um, some of the. Well, we usually talk about our show being Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, you want to talk about this the uh, recent show, Dana, or do you want to go into the last two? Or oh, we didn't talk about the one before last. Because we had we didn't record last week. Um, last week was a slow episode. Yeah, because I was mm-hmm. like wompy womp. Um. Well, I guess we could definitely. There was two, I guess, good themes. Because last episode, I still kind of dealt with what Kenya was going through. So, I mean, uh, okay. So, she's dating this guy. He's a younger guy. Um, And she, like, kind of downplays these little fits that he has where he gets violent. Not with her, but, like, he'll, like, smash things. I guess he's, like, punched the wall before. But um, two occasions, he has punched out the um, glass in her garage door and, like, punched out the car of her door, I mean, the uh, window of her car. Um, And she kind of plays it off like, oh, he's immature, but it's fine because he hasn't put his hands on her yet. She's a little delusional in that um, space. Um, And then another thing with her is her kind of role on the show is to be, like, the bully, the one who always, like, throws the stones and, like, hides her hands and, like, always, like, plays the victim. So it's a really interesting situation that she's in. Where it's like, of course, you don't want to blame her for being in, like, a violent situation. But it's kind of ironic in a sense that she's um, 
pitted all these other people against each other and instigated things, and then now she's going through something. Um, but she kind of downplays their violence versus when someone else has been violent with her. She's, you know, thought it was the end of the world. Wow. <clears throat> and how was Kenya? <laughs> she's, like four, she's in her 40s for sure. Mid, <laughs> right? Mid to late? 45, I mean, right? She's we round up over here. So she's about 50. Right? <laughs> wow. Okay. So But the worst part about it the worst part about that that I feel like is missing is remember so in the uh, episode before last, right? She taught uh the dude that she's dating, his name is Matt, he came to one of their uh her friend's event, opening event of a restaurant. So everybody's like, okay, why is he showing up and why is he acting like that? And so they get on the phone with him like, what's going on? Why are you like acting belligerent? Just chill out. And he's like, well, she's not telling you guys the things that she does to provoke me. And not on some like abusive um, thing on some, she'll call me, tell me to come here and then she'll cancel my ticket. She'll do things, you know what I mean? Or she'll do things where it's like, you're trying to get me frustrated. And then when I do get frustrated and I show out, you act like you don't know what's going on. Like this, I'm just crazy. You know, so that, and, and there's more to her background story because she said things to one of the um, other cast members to the point where she was like, I'll kick you when you're pre-, you know, while the cast member was pregnant, I'll kick a pregnant woman is what she said. She got into an altercation with another cast member where the cast member beat her or fought her, but it was like, you were pointing something in her face. Like you're antagonizing her. And you're too damn grown to be doing this, which no one likes her. I don't, I cannot stand her. I don't even feel sorry for her because her mom is not in her life. She has a sob story, whatever. I just, ugh, can't do. <laughs> can't do. She's 50. She, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's 45. Yeah, she's a horrible person, um, to be honest. <laughs> I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, that's her situation. And it's like, girl... Both of them need to leave each other alone. This can only get worse in that in that situation, in my opinion. Hearing this gives me like a headache. This is why I can't watch the show because I am having this <laughs> <laughs> heart palpitations because I'm just like, how at fifty, at fifty, forty-five, fifty? How is this a what? How, what? How? But I would just say, I mean, that's, you know, I don't know her, but it's just like anytime someone's in a situation like that, it's clearly, it's a two-way street. You know, let me first foremost say men who don't know how to channel and deal with their emotions are weak and should go get help. There's no excuse. I don't care if you're throwing something at her or at something else. Domestic violence is not okay. Quick little bug. But he needs to go fix that. That's not a man. That's, it's just not. And for someone to willingly date someone like that, that says a lot about you, too. Mm -hmm. And clearly, from what you guys said, she's over here antagonizing a whole bunch of people and feeds off the drama and attention. It's just like you're you're not a grown woman yet, either. Like, this feels good in some way, shape, or form. Like, what, what time do you have for this? You have a show. I'm sure you have money. Like, what's the point? I know. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so. girl. Because this last episode, the the girl who um had fought her, 
um, has been taking anger management classes and they were like pressing her on it. So she was being like really rude asking like this, um, like pressing her about anger management and basically saying that anger management isn't working. I'm like, you need to go get the card and see if you can have your boyfriend go and take some classes, to be honest. <laughs> like, what? She's like, so it's not working. Are you on medication? I'm like, are you on medication? I mean, just a mess. It's really a mess. I thought Portia handled it well because she was just it. like, okay, she was like being really calm. You could tell they were expecting her to be like, what bitch and da da da. And she was just like, okay, well, why are y'all asking me this? If y'all really cared, then y'all would have called me. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to leave. You know how you get the saying, like, I'm just going to walk away right now. <laughs> and after her, why? What are you doing? Yeah, Just leave it alone. Like, Everyone else. Go and let them cool off. Like, that might have been one of her steps that she learned in her anger management that you was pressing her about. Um, but they were concerned they wanted to go on a trip and they were concerned with her having been, been violent in the past with two cast members and then one of, like, their associates if um, that was going to be an issue on their trip. But I'm like, y'all sitting at lunch? Like, was it an issue to have lunch? Or, like, was it an issue to do all the other things that you've been doing for this whole season? If she was going to beat you, she could beat you in Atlanta. That's what Sheree said. She's like, she don't have to go on a trip to get yeah, the Yeah, like, things, people get heated in altercations, like, everywhere. And, I mean, if, you, if you're if you nervous, then just don't really be, like, kicking with her that tough. It's, like, six, however many people on the trip, like, hello? No, don't make no sense. Yeah, so. You don't want to deal with something you don't. So, when you do... You do, yeah. But well, even if it's your job to be on the reality show, like there's people at work you don't talk to, you can just be like, mm-hmm, keep it cute, keep it short, and then keep it moving. That is crazy. And how long has this show been out? Or how long has Kenya been on? Years, years, years and years. This show's been around for a long time. Mm. Mm. This is like the eighth season or some something. It's been on for a long, for a long time. Yeah. And Kenya's been on it the whole time, and always been like the bad guy. No, she's been on it for like the last three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ever since she came on the show, yeah, she was the bad guy. Because her personality sucks. So she had no other choice but to be the bad guy. Like, she's only done bad things. <laughs> she's former Miss USA. Like, that's like her claim to fame. She's in some, like, couple of black movies here and there. Bit parts here, bit parts there. Um, no, just a terrible person. <laughs> But, oh, the, and then the other thing that I want to talk about from that show, okay, here's the deal. So the girl Portia, the anger management girl, seeing this guy she, she reconnected with. Who does, who, does who does what? Who does the best stuff? Who is Kenya friends with? Does she have friends on the show? Like, she, she, she does. Um, <laughs> she does. But in the upcoming episode, they're going to get a little tiff. I mean, she does for the most part. Now, does she have any true, real friends that she can really confide and cry on? Cry, you know, cry on someone's shoulder? Maybe, like, one? Maybe one. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm, just thinking about, and I'm just thinking about Cynthia, but I don't even know how, like, deep that runs. But maybe one. At best, maybe, like, a cousin. or something. I don't know. Her dad? Yeah, her dad, but... Because her mom doesn't want her. It's just, mm, mm. But yeah, anyways, um, the girl Portia, her um, boyfriend, they're kind of like in a long distance, I guess, relationship. Um, mm. 
And from him being on the show, his employer didn't like um, didn't like him being on the show. He didn't like some of the things that Portia was talking about. Like she supported, um, she went to the Democratic uh, National Convention, and I guess his employers were conservative, so they didn't like that. So it was basically he got like an ultimatum: like, do you want this job or do you want to continue seeing her? And he chose her. And so she was upset because she was like, well, why did you make that decision? And like, well, now what are you going to do? So she's feeling insecure in the relationship because she feels that he's, she can't trust him in making decisions and that he doesn't really have a plan. And that makes her uneasy because she really wants to start a family. So that was like awkward.com. I mean. Wait, what would you guys have done? You guys have done at first I, I know at first I was like wow she's really like being upset with him I mean in this particular situation where he's or she's on a reality show he did have to make the choice right then and there because there's no way that he could have hit it so he said that his defense was like he's his own person he doesn't want his job dictating what he does in his life so that's why he left so in that regard I I agree with him because it I mean he couldn't have like secretly kept dating like it would have been hard for him to secretly keep dating her and there you know there's still episodes that's coming out i think it would have been a huge um mess at his job not that they even found out and was like reading into all the things on her instagram page it was already a problem you know they probably would have been like oh you're going to atlanta like where you you know i mean like it just would have been they would have found out and then they probably would have you know fired him anyways um but yeah, she, I guess it had like just happened like maybe like a couple of days ago, and then she's like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" And I'm like, "Well, nobody knows immediately after what they're going to do. Like just right then, maybe he's thinking like, well, shit, is this the time that I need to like you know relocate here?'" But she was just, I don't know, not really, not really I giving mean, him any anything really to hold on to. I mean, that's. <laughs> but now, that's I don't know how serious in their relationship. I know they were saying like they loved each other, but I don't know how long they had even been. Um, yeah. like re- like you know reconnected like they've known each other for for a while since they were like in high school whatever um, but you know I don't know the inner workings of their relationship it might have been premature uh, maybe he should have they might have maybe stopped talking to one uh-huh. another and, to, and then until he like could make other arrangements maybe that would have been the better thing um, I don't know I mean it sounds like he may really love her maybe a little more than, and you know, I don't watch the show, so this is completely, you know, I could be wrong, but it sounds like if he was ready to make that decision, <laughs> he was really in love with her. She may still be the one who has a little bit of doubts because yeah, that's I think. actually really good. That might have, that might have scared her more than him not having a job. So I think she thought she I liked, so. I think she thought she liked him more than he liked her. And now she's seeing yeah, like, the what not yeah, like we're trying to get him on board, and now he's like, "Yeah, I'm on board." So what's up? Like, um, you said this is what you wanted, so. Nah, because I would be upset is if I was like, I don't know if you're even the one yet. So if we don't work out, and now you don't have a job, I'm to blame. I'm gonna feel bad. But if you're saying you want a family and things like that, this is now opportunity to start over. If you really love him, have faith in him. You know, you will help him get back on his feet. If that's a real solid relationship where two people are really invested in each other, I get that that's scary. But that wouldn't have been my response if I really loved him. Mm-hmm. I would have had 
concept. I was like, I'm not, I may love you, but I'm not sure about you or about our future. Right. That's, and that's what I was saying. No, he should have called her, though. He should have been like, listen. Yeah, I agree. I've been ultimatum by my boss to take you or this job, and I just, you know, I, I do want to be with you, but maybe we can slow down on posting pictures for right now of us together till I figure something out. I, and I like them together because they're both dumb. Like, they're both dizzy <laughs> together. It's really cute. Like I, But then part of me probably was like, he was like, you know what? She's been on this show for a long time. She's been successful. So if I take that job, I know I can go to Atlanta, move to Atlanta, and, like, get something because I'm sure she has connects. I'm sure that's how he was thinking about it because part of me kind of felt like, yeah, he loves her, but that also felt kind of like he just wanted – he was like, okay, I'll get to be on the show and make money. I don't think he really thought it through. Like, there's more to that. There's a longer discussion that needs to be had. We need to figure out, you know, stability and what's going on. And I think just from her point, she probably was just like, I don't want that responsibility. Like y'all said, uh, you quit your job because of me, and God forbid it doesn't work out, which I don't even think it ends up working out. But if it doesn't work out, then you can be like, well, I, I, you can always throw that in my face versus just talking about it and trying to figure out a plan. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 Go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with, like, calling first. That was my first thought. Like, oh, why not just call and discuss it? But then it's just like, when you're ready, you make the leap. He didn't think there was a discussion to be had. <laughs> right. Or maybe he didn't have time to discuss. I don't know. He probably, I don't know. He probably was like, so like, I don't, who knows? No, but he, he definitely maybe, I don't know. I don't even know how much time passed before the, after the job was lost to when he saw her again. I don't know. He seemed like he didn't even really want to be on the show. So I don't know if he would have been thinking like, oh, he can like chill with her. Um, well, he didn't complain. He said, you don't even give time to me anymore. And she was like, he be trying to poke me in the middle of the night, and I got to be at work in the morning. So I don't because, 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 because he doesn't, like, live out here, though. He doesn't live in Atlanta, though, right? So no. it's kind of like, and, well, bitch, if I'm, coming to, if I'm coming to Atlanta to see you, don't yeah. invite me if you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with what I said first. I don't think she... <laughs> Is, is ready to commit on that level. Because you know when you want something and you get it, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yes. okay. Oh, shit. I don't That's know it. now. Now it's getting too real. It's getting too real now. So we need to slow down. <laughs> now you want it more than I wanted it. And I don't even know if I want it no more. Yeah. Oh, ma'am is ready. She's not. Yeah. I'm not mad. Just needed, she needed to tell him that before he quit his job. Yeah, I hope he, um, I hope he find another job, though. Shit. He will, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he will. It's not like he had a good job. I don't even know what he did. They were so concerned to be like, uh, this is not a good look for the company. I mean, that couldn't have been no, like, best buy job or nothing. It had to be, like, you know, a good <laughs> job. If they're like, you know, you're a reflection of the company. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, some type of skill. Damn. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what else is on that show that I don't know about? You said what? What else is going on on the show? It's just Now I don't have the headache. You're right. I'm eating my beans and my rice, so <laughs> that is helping. So when they were at the table, this is going back to Kenya and Portia and the whole antagonizing situation. Candy, who is actually from Escape, She's a former member of the group Escape. Yeah. 
she was on there. She was like trying to get crunk for Christ with Portia because Portia was like, "Okay, why are y'all ganging up on me about my anger management?" And then Candy was like, "What you mean ganging up on you? Or what do you mean piggybacking? You can piggyback your ass on out of here." And it's like you got mad about piggyback, bitch. Kenya talking about your um, mama's wig, and people have <laughs> dogged you out, and you mad about piggybacking? I like when I tell you. First of all, I'm gonna make this declaration now. I do not care what anybody says. Anyone that likes Candy is one of those ghetto ass people that just like live for rat, like not even ratchet because I can do ratchet. Just like it's so weird. I just feel like anyone who likes it is just ghetto. It's like you just ghetto, whatever. Because Candy's so whack to me. She's like she tries to act to tough. Me. You said what? So she's hella basic to me. Like, that's okay, like, okay, like, like, okay like, she's doing it big. Like, okay, but it's like, mm. it's like, why are you trying to punk? Like, that's not your personality. Just chill. All you gotta do is just be like, okay, we're not, we're just really concerned. Or if I was her, I would have taken the bigger, the higher road on a lot of things because she tried to say, because Nene, who was actually um, one of the main characters, the original characters, was on Watch What Happens Live. And she was talking about, um, you nodding your head, so you do watch the show. Why are you talking? <laughs> I know media, because she's everywhere. Like, when you guys retweet, or I listen to a show, or on a commercial, sometimes these things come, you know, that's why I don't even listen to radio anymore. But this stuff is everywhere. So, like, I know who media is. I see memes about her a lot. Yeah. I know who media is. No, but, so she was, like, <laughs> talking about how she's on Candy's side, and she understands Candy. And Candy had posted on her Facebook or whatever, like, see, you know, Nene agrees with me, basically. And it was like, Candy, shut the fuck up, because you didn't even like Nene for such a long time. Like, you couldn't even stand her. Like, she wasn't even, like, one. Like, when you first got on the show, and even when you became friends with Phaedra, you and Phaedra used to just, that was really one of your, like, bonding moments with Phaedra, who's another cast member, was because Nene was just such a bitch to Candy. And, like, used to try to antagonize Candy as well. So now, like, so here's the story between Candy and Phaedra. Candy and Phaedra used to be really good friends. What occurred was they um, they did a business. Well, no, Phaedra and her husband did a business deal with Candy's now husband. By the time they were, um, I think, fiancés, it was like an exercise production of an exercise um, tape or whatever, a video. And um, so Phaedra. Her husband ended up going to jail for fraud, like federal, like it was a federal case. He's in there for eight years. He went to jail for fraud, and Candy and her husband were hiding Apollo's things from the feds. They were hiding it in their garage, and Candy's dumbass went on national TV on Watch What Happens Live and told um, told the the. Well, Andy, who's the host of that show, that, yeah, you know, I think she, like, just blurted out, like, yeah, we have his stuff at my house. And the feds got wind of that and came to her house and took his shit. And then Candy and her husband tried to say that it was Phaedra that called the feds. Oh, and, and prior, even prior to that, Phaedra owed Candy's now, you know, husband some money for the taping of the video that they did, the video shoot. But he waited till after Apollo went to jail to ask for the money. Now, you know this woman has two kids. She just had a baby recently. Her husband is going to jail. Now you're going to come asking her for $10,000? Candy's a multimillionaire. What's $10,000 to you? 
And why didn't you ask her husband when he was not in jail? Yeah, they hung out all the time. When y'all was at the strip club and he was dropping $8,000 on strippers, you never said, hey, let me have half of that. <laughs> That's what I don't like about men these days. A lot of men love to pick fights with women. Like, what is that? You spend $8,000 at a strip club? One, that can help me pay off the rest of my tuition. It's not even that high. Like, first off. Two, like, just like you said, why not ask him? Why go pick on the lady? What is she going to do? Oh, I didn't know they had real issues on the show. That's serious. And then it was like, but they were taking Apollo's side. So now, okay, let's say you and I, you know, we're close, we're friends. I'm, I'm confiding in you. You turn around and now Candy is blasting out Phaedra's personal business. Like, you didn't even wait for Apollo to go to jail before you started messing around with other men. You were sleeping around with other men and, and, and plotting to get a divorce from him. But we saw, viewers saw how Apollo was acting. So he was being super disrespectful with her. Kenya, the girl that's the antagonizer. She, uh, Apollo and her used to flirt really hard. On Phaedra's birthday, Apollo had a pinata with um, condoms in it. Like, just being disrespectful. How are you my husband and you have a, a pinata with condoms? Just super disrespectful. Like, you have no respect for her. So, of course, she's probably like, you know what? I'm fed up. He's doing dumb shit. I know what he's doing, but I don't. You know, I'm trying to save face. And for you being my ex-best friend, even if we no longer talk, you don't have to put that part out. And But it backfired on Candy because you can't slut shame somebody when we know that. Didn't she? Allegedly, I know she admitted to this on The Breakfast Club. I could have sworn she dated Jermaine Dupree and his father. So it's like, how dare you? Yeah, girl. How dare you sit here and talk <laughs> talk about somebody or even, especially this happened on Basketball Wives. When everyone was out to try to blast Jennifer about her sleeping with some, having a one-night stand. It's like, you don't get to slut shame me as my best friend or my ex-best friend. Especially because that's stupid. Like, that's not going to, that's not going to make me look bad. That's going to make you look like you're not even a trustworthy person. Mm-hmm. But I digress. That part gives me a headache. I just cannot stand Candy. And I have a friend who I'm really good friends with that loves Candy. And I'm like, her business acumen is on point. Right. She knows she's basic. <laughs> I told her she was. Uh, <laughs> Candy's business acumen is on point. But other than that, she doesn't she doesn't even have, a lot of these girls don't have personalities anyway. So Candy's basically just trying to, you're an introvert. You're like really a mellow person. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to like be this aggressive person and it looks awkward because that's not who she is naturally which is okay like chill but anyways I digress that's the show in a nutshell is there anything else (laughs) (laughs) that I'm missing Dana no okay that sums that up Mm. so um if y'all want to we can move on to alternative thank you for breaking me (laughs) <laughs> you welcome, you welcome, girl. Now you, now you can watch it and you know catch up on. <laughs> I said now you can watch it and catch on on, on craziness. Oh, I won't be watching. That's enough for my year, <laughs> <laughs> and that is all I can do for this year. That is my I dose. I know, I know. It really, it's such negative TV, but it's so juicy because I can just judge them. I'm very judgmental, so it helps. <laughs> But you see, people can take it. Like, my heart, because my sister came, you know, she was in D.C., I live in New York, and she came, and she she made us watch, like, an episode, and I don't remember, but I just remember going to bed angry, mad, 
feeling betrayed, sad. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be watching an hour of TV and feeling like this. I can't do it. So I'm just, my heart just soaks up too much. Some people can, you know, let it pass through, filter it. Me, I really, I'll sit and think about it. How are women so mean to each other? Why would you do that to her? It's fun for the moment. But anyway, but uh, so if y'all want to, we can talk about um, the alternative inaugural ball inauguration that occurred on Friday. And um, I don't really think there's much to talk about because I didn't watch it. Nobody. I don't for, know if anybody did. I mean, but you know, according, uh, according to Spicer, who's the, um, his what, press secretary? Is it Spicer? Oh. I think it is Spicer. Somebody. I don't even know. It's Spicer. Sure it is. Spicy. <laughs> um, but he was saying like there was a big turnout, like more a larger turnout than um, Trump. And the whole, really, the whole controversy behind the inaugural, the inauguration is the whole alternative facts thing, and it's like lying. And how even recently they were t- telling people how um, Donald Trump has laugh tracks. Like if you listen closely, he has like clap tracks and laugh tracks. But when he does like a press conference or when he's like legit just standing and talking, he'll have someone told someone told someone that he has like laugh tracks. And basically, it's just so awkward because it's like you're such a liar, and I don't even know how to deal with the president who's lying in my face. Mm. And unnecessary lies at that. Like, what, what does this do? <laughs> what does this do? <laughs> the point of that was what? <laughs> Mr. Trump, I don't call him president. Because, and then, um, it's like, okay, these people were saying, like, all these protesters that were protesting his um, inauguration, like, you know, they clearly don't have jobs. But I was like, well, what about the people that attended the inauguration? Can't you, like, take a day off work to blow off yeah. things? Which didn't make sense. I just, I wasn't here for it. But the, there were some great names that came out of that, which was um, a first lady, Michelle's uh, side-eye game that was yeah, strong as heck. Strong, if you will, if you really want to go there. It was just so good. But really, they took it out of context, but it was just so juicy. Um, there were some other things that came out of it, like how you notice the difference between how Obama... Barack, Barack and Michelle treat each other versus Trump and Melania, which is how America wants to be great again. White people being in fake relationships and like buying um, women for marriages and stuff like that, arranged marriages and things like that. But um, there was also something else that happened. Pence did this walkthrough where he's shaking everyone's hand and he skips over Obama. And Joe goes up to Obama's like, So you want me to go tell him? Like, you legit look, see Joe pointing. Like, you want me to go remind him to shake your hand and, jo- and Obama's like, don't worry about it? You can legit, like, watch that whole interaction. I didn't see that part. It's so good. Joe is such a goon. I love him. Yes. <laughs> Did he end up shaking my hand? No. <gasps> wow, I didn't see that either. My racist, homophobe, uh, misogynistic. Like, to me, I'm Trump is just a, is a clown. I, I'm not he's sure. Just, I'm, he's like he doesn't care. He's 
not really invested. It's Mike Pence that's really invested. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, that people really need to be watching. I mean, he looks like he, he looks evil. He looks like he has no soul behind his eyes. He's like legit a uh, racist man. Trump isn't a racist. Trump is more of a classist. He's racist, don't get me wrong. But he's more of a classist than racist. Mm-hmm. Like, Trump is one of those people, like, if you got money, he don't care. He doesn't see race once you hit a certain threshold. Like, right. he sees race when I'm at... Actually, I don't even think... I'm telling you, he doesn't even care. He's more of a classist. And then a racist. And then, you know, and all that other stuff. But then, um, we talked about abuse earlier in this episode. I would like to also bring up another um, point of discussion that's been on the airways, which is Melania being in an abusive relationship, allegedly, by Trump. And there's a clip going around, which... A viral clip of her, of him. She's like clapping and smiling at a, a, I think at the inauguration. Yeah, at the inauguration, and he turns around and he says something to her, and her face just like changes. So it goes like viewers or listeners can't see me, but she goes like this, and then she he turns around, says something to her, and then she's like, like a baby pouting, like a kid pouting. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. I feel nothing for Melania. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I feel nothing for her. Like you've been married for twelve years with this. I don't. I don't care. I feel nothing for her. You had an out. You're still there. I. I feel nothing for her. Thank Sorry. You. Thank you, you. you. Agree with everything he said. I'm sorry. I was like, she didn't sign up for this. Mm, yeah, she did. As soon as he announced, you knew, bitch, that you was going with him. It's a. It's a group effort. You go along too. So, no. If he was feeling some type of way, you should have bounced in. Um, so, no. Keep cashing those Trump checks. Yeah, okay, the Trump checks that don't exist, because I heard he's not even, a, that's why he won't lease his taxes, not because he's hiding anything, but, I mean, not because he's not paying taxes, he just doesn't have any money. That's why he's not able to pay any taxes. He's not as rich as he says, but that's another thing. But, yeah, I don't feel sorry, because, you know, we have a mutual friend that was like, you know, stop slut-shaming her. I said, no, 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 here's what, you, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to Captain Save-A-Ho, legit, like, literally. I'm really not, because if that was a black woman up there, <clears throat> if that was, if Michelle did not have two, Michelle has two Ivy League degrees, a bachelor's and a master's, okay? And probably a PhD on the way, but whatever, a bachelor's and a master's. She was the one that taught Barack Obama a lot of things, like helped him, like understanding you know, about the black experience from a different point of view versus his point of view, because he's more free-spirited, and of course he grew up differently or whatever, but she was like legit black living, you know, in Chicago and all that stuff, so she was able to give him that experience. And if she was a former um, model, former escort, former um, bride, you know, bought bride, people would rake her ass over the coal. People rake Beyonce. She's married in a great relationship, you know, I don't want to say great, but you know, she's in a in, 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 in person or in front of people, she's in a great relationship. They, of course, people have their ups and downs. But they rake her ass. They talk shit about her. She's talented as fuck. She doesn't, she's not out here doing hell, scandal, snoring, coke, being crazy, da da da. But they still talk shit about Beyonce. They talk, they call Michelle Obama an ape. They say all these things about her. They have no respect for her. There's even a meme by some white woman, which it turns out it's a fake um, account, but she has like, she reposted a meme of Michelle like in a mammy or maid outfit talking about thanks for making it so glad that America can be great again and here's this first lady who's a whore she's a former whore like she's a, she's like a Russian bride or whatever mail order bride and no one is saying anything she's not even educated 
I don't even think she's graduated from high school. There's no telling that she can speak up. All the first ladies in the past have always, even if they didn't have um, orator or, you know, good speaking and all that stuff, or if they weren't really out in the public, they still had some education. There was always, like, the, the mandatory thing. Even Trump, him having five kids by three different women and all that jazz, that's still awkward. Like, the fact that everyone is okay with that, he's, like, anti-abortion, and re really, I'm shocked that he's, they're not, like, anti the fact that he's had so many divorces. And that, I just don't feel sorry for her, because I'm like, no, because if that was a black woman, there was a black woman that was in office, she was great, she made America look great again, because people wasn't fucking with George Bush after that whole debacle. So her and Barack gave America that good look, and here comes some white guy who has really no education, his wife has no education, his kid, like, he's, he's into, like, incest, you know, like, and everyone's okay with it, and I don't know if that's from that whole Game of Thrones thing, where people are, like, into incest on that show, and that's where white people were feeling that, but he talked about, he was talking, Donald Trump was talking about his daughter when she was a newborn, like, in a sexual way, that's how disgusting this man is, and no one is tripping yeah, I just feel like the whole, you know, I thought about that, too. Like, if this were, you know, I don't even want to put President Barack Obama's name on that, but if this were a black president with Trump's history and current reality, like having, you know, people have multiple, you know, baby mothers, fathers, you know, not shunning anyone, but as president, let him be black. It just wouldn't happen. Let there be any, let, let Michelle Obama's skirt be too short. She, you know, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah, so like um, she had her arms out. Yeah, let's have her hair looking too nice. Like, it's just, it, it, black people, as we always know, as we, you know, that, that doesn't change, but we are just held to different standards. Even when we supersede them, when we, when we, when we just are fantastic, phenomenal, when we, are as flawless as you can be, there's still something wrong. So for someone to come in after them and you have so many flaws that, you know, you can't hide, you know, you do have, you know, I'm all about women, you know, do you, be you, be free. If you pose naked and that's how you make money, hey, that's not for me, that may be for you, that's great. But if you're gonna be the first lady, you know, you're representing an entire country, it just couldn't be anyone else that's able to, you know, that, that could do that and get away with it. And it's just like, I don't, you know, necessarily go and post like, oh, she had this or she was naked at one point in time. Like, shoot, you know, I might have been in a beach and, you know, might have caught it. You know, I'm not famous, but someone might have caught me on the wrong day. But it's just like, <laughs> I'm in the United States, you know. So when I see that, it's like, that's not my biggest priority, but. I don't think we should hide it because if it were, you know, Michelle Obama, it would be all over the news forever and ever. It did annoy me that media didn't make a bigger deal about that. And as far as, you know, an abusive relationship, it's never, never okay. But I would just go back to, you know, she met him before he was thinking about, or maybe, you know, but before he was seriously even going to be considered president of the United States, you know, this is years of a relationship. And, what did you see in him then? And if you didn't like it, why didn't you get out earlier? And you could argue, you know, there's a mental abuse, physical abuse, who knows, um, which does make it harder for women to leave. But I just feel like, I feel like America is making her more of a victim than she yeah. may be because she has so many flaws. So we're trying to 
you know, butter that down or whatever you want to say, you know, to, to kind of ease that. And I don't think that's fair. I think there are women who are in serious, you know, domestic situations that are, you know, not good, that are harmful. And I feel like he has a lot of money. She, you know, may be very attractive to certain people. And you chose on him for a reason, you know, and you, you, you could have gone elsewhere. You could have gotten help. And I just, I'm, I'm not super confident <laughs> in saying like, oh yeah, she's in an abusive relationship right. and it's like, I been there, done that, seen it. And that's not something I'm comfortable just tagging on someone because, you know, we're now having a little pity party for her because she's the first lady. Like, no. That's yeah. not how it works. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Most of my thoughts, exactly. I'm not having a bit. I'm not going to slut shame her. I'm not going to say that she's dumb or whatever. I'm just going to have no comments toward her. Um, she could blink twice, three times, whatever the fuck. Um, she's in her own situation because we have our own situation to get out because now we have to escape your husband, too. So um, you trying to get out, we trying to get out, too. <laughs> so, sorry, Melania. We're scared, too. Okay, we're scared, too. Okay, bitch. So, we'll blink talk for you. Right. You got nigga, you need to be watching our blinks and you need to be helping us. It's the same story with the white lady who's sitting around the white man doing stuff and she gets to like she's not at fault. You have probably the same exact views, same exact values, you run along, you're not giving you don't care. And he's talking about immigrants and you like, Well, I'm it's not me because I came in, I did it the right way. I got a green card and I that was she has an interview where she says that. So I'm just like, Girl, what, bitch, who? No. And your main focus is about cyberbullying. The fuck out of here. Wasting everybody's damn time. Right. You and your black <laughs> ass husband. I feel nothing. I nothing for her. And then I found out. Then somebody had tried to say that their son had had autism, and that they were really trying to keep him in the school that he was in because they catered to him then, catered to him and his special needs there. And I'm like, and meanwhile, you have this Betsy dumbass bitch who's asked in her hearing if she thinks that all children with disabilities should be treated equally across all school boards, whether it's private or whether it's public or charter, and she said that she had to review it. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, You nominate her, and then you talking about you have a child with special needs? It's just like, I I can't. I can't with them. I just can't. I I feel nothing. I feel nothing for her. The whole family. Mm Mm-mm. And I'm just, you know, I'm still angry. I'm still angry. <laughs> so I can't even, you know, I'm not coming from an empathetic place right now for for them. No, they've done so much damage. No. I'm angry. I, I'm not very no. trusting them. They lie a, a lot. Very hypocritical. They're not for me, so I'm not really for mm. them. So um, He's already done us so much damage in these past couple days. It's just like... <laughs> In headlines, like really? Okay. Yeah, you just signed. You just signed away all kinds of all rights. You just erased. I mean, I feel nothing for her. I feel nothing for them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They get. They get no sympathies over here. (laughs) I'll tell you that the whole lot of them. America needs the sympathy. We're the ones who are struggling, not them. I thought it was funny that white people are like, oh my God, he might be autistic. Don't make fun of him. It's like, bitch, some of our black kids are autistic and people don't even get the help that they need. Why? Because they don't have the resources. And 
Y'all not even looking at the bigger picture that he's autistic. We want we you're telling me to feel sorry for a rich autistic kid who's gonna have the resources and he's not autistic, he just looks like he's just over it, to be honest with you. But meanwhile, y'all got y'all putting motherfuckers in the office that don't care anything about the common people. And then let me also get on this. You know, one of the things that someone actually received it was on the Breakfast Club, Charlemagne had brought this up. He said for the inauguration not to have that many people there is because all the people, all the, especially the majority white women that voted for him are having buyer's remorse. So, of course, they don't want to show up to inauguration because mm-hmm. they don't want to be embarrassed that they voted for this fucking clown. When they, see, the problem with white people a lot of times is that they don't really, or privileged people, so you can put whoever you want to put in that, is they, they don't really see it till it affects them, right? We recognize that. But in this case, I think a lot of people were like, uh, I've been having, I'm not getting killed by the police. Up, oh, I'm not having any of my rights taken away. Up, oh, I'm, my kid is fine. She's still going to a public school. So this is not really going to affect me. It's just black people being black people and complaining all the time. And the only reason why we had the fucking wonderful women's march is because white women got fed up. And people talk about, I mean, and this is a segue to go into that, but people were discussing all of the hypocritical things that happened during the uh, women's march. How there wasn't any police um, barricades or tanks or anything. And this is like millions and millions of people. How um, people were there and they were talking, I mean, people were talking about things. And from what I heard overall, it seemed like it was a really good march that people were listening to each other. But bitch, it took your rights to be taken away for you to actually start listening to what black women have been saying, black people have been saying since Trayvon Martin. We've been talking about this shit since Trayvon Martin. Like, y'all don't see what's going on here? Y'all don't see how they're slowly taking away things from you, how they're slowly doing things, and y'all not even batting an eye, and now y'all want to bat an eye? The coup has already, the coup has already happened. Republicans and neo-Nazis have already taken over the government, and y'all not even tripping? Y'all weren't tripping then, and now y'all weren't tripping now because you can't have an abortion? You can't have that the, the, the Planned Parenthood or whatever, and not saying that that's right, you know, I don't agree with what um, Trump signed away, but it's like, Oh my God, your reproductive rights are being handled by a, a man. Bitch, they've always, a, white men have always been given and signing laws and bills for reproductive rights. Why are we shocked? Like, y'all are marching about that. Y'all weren't marching when we were talking about Black Lives Matter. Y'all weren't going and sitting here listening to black people when we were like, hey, something isn't right here. Like, this just doesn't look right. Now y'all are crying because Trump is like really showing you his true colors because a lot of y'all dismissed it as. Oh, he's just tweeting like that because he's crazy. You can't put a 70-year-old man. I'm going to quote this bitch. She said to me, she said, well, if you put a 70-year-old man on Twitter, what do you expect? Bitch, I don't expect nothing from a regular 70-year-old man, but from the president of the United States, I expect class, clout. I don't expect him to be acting. Having a press conference about the amount of people that came to his inauguration versus having a press conference about the, um, about the HUD department or HUD committee deciding not to slash the uh, mortgage insurance rate, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's something that you can talk about. Like you said, I mean, I mean, it is, why are we having a meeting about this? Like, why are we discussing this nonsensical nonsense when we have real things to be talking about? And again, I think it's wonderful that the Women's March happened. I think it's good, but it's a little too late. And it's something, it's one of those things where it's like, we've been talking about this. We've been marching and protesting. Y'all want to come, y'all was fucking black dudes. Y'all was talking about, y'all like, um, you know, black, everything black colloquialism, everything black and how we twist out our hair and all these things. 
but y'all wasn't out there on for that Black Lives Matter. Now y'all are holding up signs saying Black Lives Do Matter. White people for Black Lives Matter. And it's like, bitch, where were y'all when we were talking about that a long time ago? We could have been in solidarity. And this is one of the reasons why I argue that I don't believe in white feminism. Because white feminism a lot of times seems like it's all about sex. And like someone pointed out to me, when white women were talking about wanting to go out to work, black women were already working. There's a meme of... Um, and I say mammy, but it's like a maid, a black maid, where she's um, watching, she's looking up, she's trying, I, I think she's like either cleaning her shoes or doing something, she's looking at the white woman being like, I just want to be able to work, and the black woman is like, bitch, I just want to be with my family. Like, I wish I could be at home and just be chilling and raising my kids. You mad because you don't, you want to go out in a workforce with your husband? I'm mad that I have, to, me and my husband both have to work and we still don't even have enough to take care of our kids. And again, in this situation, y'all are mad about reproductive rights. A lot of the stuff that white, a lot of the medicines and things for reproductive rights that are being created are, to, are are specifically a majority for white women. They don't really test it on black people or people of color with different body types. They usually test it on like a white man or a white woman when it comes to medicine. And if it meets that standard, then that's the standard that it is. But I digress. I you know I just have to get that off. <laughs> I'm with you. I think, like, long story short, the truth is, is, like, all of our progression, unfortunately, is on a white person's timeline. And that's how it's been, and that's how, unfortunately, it'll probably be for a while. I thought the same thing, too. Like, I'm in no way, shape, or form am I saying, like, I, I didn't like the Women's March. I didn't want it to happen. I'm glad that that happened, but I was a little sad, you know, when I would see... And I'll just be honest about that. You know, some white people on my Facebook page who weren't super active about Black Lives Matter, but took a trip, you know, to be a part of the Million Woman March. And even the name in itself, it was the Million Man's March. And wasn't that by... Yeah, was, they had to, that's why they had to switch it to just on the Women's March. Because someone was like, um, no, yeah. that was ours. It was a Million's oh, Man March. Know. And then we, yeah. So they, she had got shut exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just like you 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 were aware of it. You like it enough to take it, and that happens all the time. You know, Black Lives Matter now. All different kind of lives matter. Like you know, it's it's always from a uh, people take a lot from Black people, and like Chanel said, it's just like where were you? You know, like this could have been this many people for Trayvon for all those that came after him. Like where were you at? Where were you at? And this is what it takes. It has to affect you directly, you know, and black people, I feel like we're just such such a great people. We really love on so many different people. We stand up for a lot of things. We endure a lot of things. And when it comes to us, it's just like, why y'all don't have our back like that? You know, like this, everything that black people have paved the way for, you know, whether you consider yourself to be Indian, biracial, Asian, you were black in America's eyes. So what, what we all went through, you profit from. And then when we need help, you're not helping. And so it's like, you know, it was a beautiful thing to see women come together. I just wish that all people who were of whatever race, who, who basically are just not white, super, super white, super rich men. I wish we could all come together on all, you know, social justice issues and really, really make noise. But it's just like, it, it does suck. It does feel, you know, make you feel a type of way. Like, I'm happy you're here, but in the back of my mind, you know, is this really for me or really, you know, just right. just for you? <laughs> and when you get what you need, are you going to be here <laughs> when I don't have it still? Or 
They no. should have been marching before the election to tell their other white homegirls not to vote for Trump. That's where they should have been marching. So I'm like, how are this many people and, and 50% of y'all, we know where y'all votes went. What's going on? I love that yeah. it was like the vid, the picture of that uh, black lady. She's sucking on a lollipop and she has that yeah. sign. And it was like, don't forget, like, white women voted for Trump. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. More than half the white women did yeah. vote for Trump. And like, that's a fact that we, you know, we, we'd be stupid to ignore. We have to acknowledge that. And I think white women should acknowledge that too. Like, yeah, pick a fight with white woman. Check your, your white friend on that. You know, you you should. Yeah, your white friend let your rights go too. They let all our rights go. It's just like, what's that quote? The um, You know, when they came for, you know, such and such, I didn't speak. You know, put whatever label or whatever ethnic race class person in each box and it's like and now you the fool at the bottom looking like oh but yeah ain't nobody left it's you know? i mean it's yeah it, it's so true coming for you too and it's just like you know it, it it's like it's sad that it had to happen this way but i guess you know what do you expect from humans it's just like I guess that's what it took for everyone to come together, for everyone to be eaten, for everyone to be hurt, for everyone to be thrown to the back, for everyone to feel enslaved and like they don't have rights. And then now we can all fight together. And it's like, that's sad that as humans, that's what it takes. You couldn't just see it happen once and come together and be like, never again. It had to happen to everybody over and over and over. And now we can all be on the same, 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 same boat. But it's like, you know, if that's what I have right now, I'll take it. I just got to be wise about how am I going to use that to make that, you know, better. And, you know, I got a lot of research to do, but. Well, I will say that, and I'll, I'll send it to you. There is a link on, or there is a um, website that they have put up on, like, what to do afterwards. And I do plan on um, doing it where they want you to write to your congressman. They have actions, plans, actions that they do want people to do. So. I do hope and pray that people don't just say, oh, I march, and that's it. And I'm sure a lot of people will, because life gets in the way a lot of times. But I am hoping, and like I said, I myself do plan on doing certain things and getting things done so that I can be a, a hotel my whole life. You know, this is my year to turn that life around <laughs> and to change things or whatever. So I, I do hope to do that. Please share it with me. So I'll share it to you. I'll share it with you. So, yeah. So, but I mean, there, there were things that did come out of that. Like I said, that, um, I'm not going to say his name, but I, uh, and I'll send you this guy as a friend. I actually, I, I read a lot of his posts that he puts on there because he has, like, different pers- uh, perspectives. And people did say how, like, people were listening. Like you said, it is great. It's cool to see that people were like, okay, yeah, you were right. But, and something that Chris Rock has always said, and I hope people are starting to realize, is that, because someone asked him a question about how he feels like black people have evolved in America or whatnot. And he said, it's not that black people evolved, it's that white people have evolved. Black people have always been ahead of the curve. It's that we had to slow down for white folks to kind of, pretty much this is me paraphrasing to catch up. Like black white when white people catch up, then it's like oh my god. Like there's so you know just like when they start pe- picking up our lingo and it's like okay we were saying that like two years ago like chill you know what I mean you know but stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I again I'm hoping that people do realize this, but this is also another sign to people all over the world that black women have always been true leaders we're real feminists we're the real feminists i mean and not that feminism should be divisive in that sense but instead of looking at white women to be the leaders of this feminist movement we should be looking at black women to be the leaders of the feminist movement and not to have like 
five white women, three black women, one Asian, one Latino. It should be one white woman, one black woman, one Latino, one transgender, one to speak on these topics that does affect us as women because the woman is the creator. And I think once people start to realize that and, and are open to that, then can we move forward and really start making the change. But again, it's a little too late. This man is, is slashing, I mean, if you go on the website, the government, <laughs> the U.S. website, like, they they took out climate change, LGBT, and again, I don't even think it's Trump. Trump doesn't care about stuff like that. He could act like he does, he doesn't. It's Pence, because those are petty stuff. Not that they're, they're, they're not important, but those are things that's like civil rights. How do you take civil rights out of the search? And, like, how do you say, are you looking for civil and the right to, you know what I mean? Like, how do you do that? That's dangerous. This is dangerous rhetoric. And that was one of the reasons why I said I did not want to vote for Trump. I said, I don't care if he talks shit because people talk shit. But it's the rhetoric in which he talks about that is scary. He could be a great president, but it's the rhetoric behind it. Again, when someone is, like, doing good, one of the things about Obama is he made America great again. Because people believed in America. People looked at America and was like, look how progressive they're being. Look at the free world and look at what they've done. Look at this classy black family that has, you know, treated people with respect, real charismatic. Now, granted, Hillary wasn't charismatic and that's where she fucked up at. But look at, I mean, that's the image that we were given. Image is everything. If the image wasn't everything, then people wouldn't be, you know, marketing people wouldn't be getting paid the millions that they get paid, to, you know, to do marketing. But image is everything. And here you have a guy who doesn't even care. Like, he says things that doesn't make sense. He's just being flippant about it. Like, I don't have to explain myself. Uh, this is a lie. Like, the reason why, you know, it looks like I lost or this happened is, I mean, he's holding press conference over who came to his party. Could you imagine it's like, just let it go, dog, and move on from there, and let's talk about other things. I will say that one of the things that he did do today, he signed three executive orders that I thought was, well, I didn't like the abortion one, but I still need to read up into that because it didn't make sense, and that federal worker thing where he um, did a freeze on federal employees being hired, I don't understand what that was about because that just, you can um, freeze new people from being hired, but you're not cutting out the people that are, because the government is already bureaucratic as it is, so you're not even cutting out people at the top, but whatever. But the TPP, from my understanding, is actually a good thing, because that's what caused um, a lot of American jobs to be lost, because people were taking their jobs from the U.S. A lot of American companies were taking their jobs from the U.S. and going to other countries, and costing us loss of jobs, because other countries were able to then compete at a lower wage, which is nothing wrong, but they were they were bringing back this these items at like a more expensive or cheaper rate versus being taxed so that it's it's a balanced, you know, to balance things. So anyways, that's one thing. And again, I still have to read up more on that because there are two different sides to that. And I don't, I need to understand really what he signed um, before I can speak on it. And of course, I won't speak on it anymore after this, but that's just something to point out. But anyways, anything else? <laughs> I feel like I'm all long way. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. Um, I have nothing else. <laughs> you said what? I <laughs> said so I have nothing else. Well, I do want to thank um, Amina for coming on our show today. And again, um, just letting people know what website to go to. That's thathonestything.com. Um, and she, you can also find her on Twitter, Instagram with that same handle, I believe. 
Twitter is honesty thing. It was over 15 characters. <laughs> and Instagram, okay. that honesty thing. And Facebook as well, that honesty thing. Yeah, so definitely, definitely follow her. Like I said, she's one of my favorite people in the world. She has such a beautiful spirit. She's really nice. And she's one of those people that she could just talk about anything. I hate that I missed you when I was in New York, but you know, no. I'll be here again. <laughs> but, I yeah. saw you when I was there. <laughs> and that was so fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> you know, I'm not here for this bonding moment. Next time, next time. I know I need to, I know I need to come back. Oh, I know I need to come back. Come, come in the summer. Summer's yeah, I heard summer's popping, right? Summer is popping. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, no. It sounds good to me. <laughs> Uh, well, I thank you guys for having me and for, you know, just inviting me. This was so great. It was good to see you guys, first of all. And I'm super excited for what you guys are doing and stay tuning in. So thank you for letting me be on this show. I'm, I'm super honored. Yay. Cool. <laughs> hey, you want to take us out? Yes. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks again to our special guest, Amina, and that honesty thing. Um, please be sure to um, follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, follow her blog, watch her videos, just everything. Support, support, support. Um, if you care to support us, again, or still, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Twitter. Um, yeah, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.